birth century Doing something mean to it Do it better than anybody you ever seen Do it, screams from the haters Got a nice ring to it I guess every superhero need his theme music I'm one man to have all that What's going on, everybody? This is the C2 and I am your host, Austin Krell. Sixers fresh off of a demolishing of the Washington Wizards on Friday's Eve in Philadelphia. Sixers won that game by 25 points, if I do remember correctly. That moved them to 16 and 8 on the season. And 12 and 1 at home facing a Grizzlies team that they struggled with the first time I played them this season. Granted, that was the game the day of the Jimmy Butler trade. So obviously Covington and Sharich were gone. Butler wasn't there yet, so they were forced to fend for themselves minus two of their starters. They led the game by as many as 16. Ultimately, they succumbed by 6 in overtime in a game that it was forgivable, obviously, because they were short, but they were also up 16, and it was a game on the road, and so they should have obviously won it. But they've sort of hit their stride by by this point. Things are going well with Jimmy Butler now, part of the team, and it feels like they have not missed a beat since acquiring him. There was some thought that maybe they would get off to a slow start. Integrating him now, I think it's been a great fit for him thus far. Will have it having to do with defense, and so at seven and two since having him, they took on the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies all of last year had 22 wins on the season, en route to a number four overall pick this past summer, and they already have 13 wins to not to eight losses, and are five and six away from their home arena. To give perspective, last year they finished with 35. Oh, sorry, with six wins in thir- in 41 games, good for six and 35 on the season away from their home. So, in other words, they've made a lot of progress one year removed from being a lottery team. Nonetheless, with, with, that, with that loss in their minds from earlier in the season, the Sixers came back with a vengeance. They also obviously had Jimmy available tonight, so they, were, they had their complete team. And it showed um, they led by one after the first quarter. They led by ten at halftime. 10 going into the fourth. Grizzlies made a push, got it to, I think, five. But then the Sixers took control. Of course, once again, Jimmy Butler making a, not not a game winner this time, but a clutch fadeaway from the right wing to beat the shot clock with 40 seconds left to put them up eight. And that was a a lead they they would not relinquish to move to 17 and eight on the season. And 13 and one away, or 13 and one at home. Sorry, adding to that resume of an incredibly difficult road, a home team to to beat, and padding their uh, their status as an elite home team. And quite frankly, the elite teams in this league, they gotta be pretty much unbeatable at home. And that's what this team is appearing to become. To give you perspective on the progress they've made thus far this season, they did not get their 17th win of the year until the 31st of December, winning in Phoenix, um, and and at that point they were 17 and 19, and then the rest is history. They went on a 35 and 11 run to 
end the season and finish 52 and 30. Now that they've won 17 of their first 25 this season, it does. Um, I did the math, and it does project out to a 56-win season. They should be able to do that. They should be able to even maybe break that. I, I would love to see them get to 58, 59 wins. I think 60 would be a dream. And as of now, they're alone in that two seed in the East. And it's a wonderful thing to see. It's a definite sign of progress. And I think with Jimmy Butler aboard, and I think with Jimmy Butler aboard, things haven't really even sunk in completely yet for this team. They are just scratching the surface of what they can be. They, they look improved dramatically on defense. I think this is the third game in a row they've held an opponent under 100 points, which compared to what they've been they've been doing before, that's a that's a that's a much desired um, feat to, to accomplish for them. But I think once they add a couple more pieces off the bench, as I said, as I've said previously, um, this team will become really right there with Toronto. I'm not sure right now that they're not better than the Boston Celtics. I know that the national media loves to commend Brad Stevens and they love Kyrie and they love Jason Tatum and they love Danny Ainge, but the fact of the matter is the Boston Celtics are 13 and 10 and have a and have a bottom 10 offense in in the league. Statistically speaking, the defense is top 10, but their offense is awful. And the Sixers as it appears are heading in the direction of an elite defensive team, and their offense is right at the top. Offense is, is not a problem for the Sixers. So to get that last piece in there, I think that they will become the team that they were aspiring to become this offseason. And Brett Brown mentioned that after the, after the loss in Brooklyn by 25 earlier that they were not an elite team yet. They had not earned that uh, that the right to be called an elite team yet. And... And uh, <clears throat> and I think they've really taken off since then. And I think there have been games where players have come out and showcased that they are ready to to to, to do this thing and, and to be the, the the to be the beast of the East. Tonight, I thought it was Ben Simmons. He was my player of the game. Um, he scored six of their first eight points for the Sixers in this game. Nineteen overall. 12 rebounds, six assists, six assists, two steals, only three turnovers in his 37 minutes. So a pretty good, uh, a, a, an excellent showing for Ben. He was a plus five on the night. Although I think his the value that he added to this game is much more than a plus five. So I, I think that that plus minus stat is misleading at times. Anyway, Sixers win by eight points tonight. Let's go. Let's go take you. Uh, deep into the game and break things down. Mascala was the starter tonight. Wilson Chandler missed the game due to uh, an aggravated quad injury. He suffered after being kneed in the thigh in the game against the Wizards on Friday. He's expected to return for the, for the heavily anticipated Toronto game on Wednesday, which will be aired on national TV, ESPN. Joel and, uh, he played 28 minutes for the Sixers tonight, eight points on four shots, seven rebounds, five assists, and um, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty nice game from Mascal. He showcased a variety of of skills that I did not know he had previously with the passing. Um, he was efficient from the field. He he rebounded well, and I thought that he served as a, actually a decent presence as a as a, as a rim def, as a rim protector. 
which compared to Ursan Ilyasova, he was supposed to be the replacement for. I don't know that Ursan gave you that rim protection. Um, so I, I actually do like like Muscala a lot, and it wouldn't shock me if at some point when they fill out this roster more thoroughly, if he doesn't become a starter. Joel Embiid continues to play heavy minutes, almost to a concerning, almost to a concerning level. I know Spike Eskin mentioned in his podcast, the right to Ricky Sanchez, that Joel Embiid is playing 35 minutes a game on the season. If he were to play just three minutes less per game, that would equate out to eight minutes, or no, sorry, eight games less that he would be on pace to play. So in other words, the minutes with, with the minutes is currently constructed, if you were to take away three minutes per game, that would be eight games worth of minutes less, which is a huge, huge, huge difference, obviously. Not, for, not just for Embiid's health, but for his stamina come playoff time. He had 15 points in the game on four of 13 shooting, 14 rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, four turnovers. It seems like he's sort of regressing back to this trend of, of turning the ball over a lot, although I do think per- certain matchups present an issue for him. Mark Gasol was the case tonight. Uh, Jaron Jackson a little bit was the case tonight. I think it goes back to having to go out and defend a guy like, like a Gasol or like an Al Horford or any stretch big in, in, in the NBA, really. Anyone who Embiid has to go and sort of chase around the perimeter and then recovering it back to the rim eats at him because it's, it's a lot of movement in one burst for a guy his size. And as a result, it slows him down and makes him more tired, and his shots suffer because of it. His shot-making suffers because of it. So I think that that's a, that's a trend that we're seeing. Guys like, guys like Whiteside, who are really limited in their offensive skill, guys like Drummond, who are limited, those are the kind of players that Embiid tends to dominate because he knows that he doesn't have to do much work to defend them because they're not, they don't have a, a multi-dimensional game. Guys like Gasol, guys like um, Brooke Lopez uh, uh, to an extent, guys such as Al Horford, those are the kind of players that give Joel problems. And so with that being said, it was just one of those Sort of trend nights for, for for him tonight. Fifteen point, uh, thirteen shot, thirteen shots to get fifteen points. As I said, um, Ben Simmons, nineteen points in his thirty-seven minutes, eight of ten from the floor. Oh, he missed five of his eight free throws tonight, so that was concerning. But he'll, ha- like I said in, a mo- in one, of, one of the previous episodes, he'll go through games where he has, he's five of five, and then he's three of eight, four of four, then six of twelve. Seven of seven, three of nine. So that is what it's going to be for him this season. You got to hope that those off nights don't occur when games are when it's a, when it's a playoff game, when it's a, when it's a significant game with playoff impl- implications, or um, if it's a close game against anybody, really. JJ Redick tonight, thirty minutes. 24 points on 9 of 17 from the floor. Three made threes, three rebounds, and that was all she wrote. Um, it might be me, but Redick is a little more sort of nippy this year with, 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 with players. I see tonight he was on, on brush plays with, with, uh, with, what is his name? With Mike Conley. And he would, you know, they would brush over a screen and then 
he get fed up and he get and he go knock he go, he go knock into Conley and sort of get him off his off off, off balance for a second. And it, and I don't mean like a like a, like a typical basketball play. I mean like it was like I'm pissed and I'm gonna go shove you right back. Uh, but no fights, obviously. JJ's a, JJ's a professional, but he does argue with refs a lot. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that I didn't notice that last year, but I do notice it this year. Nonetheless, he had a tremendous game. Kept it, uh, he hit timely shots for the Sixers tonight, and they appreciated his contributions as they always do. Jimmy buckets, 33 minutes, 21 points on 17 shots. Did not make a three in four attempts. Seven of eight from the free throw line. Three rebounds, two assists, one block. Um, last couple games, it just kind of feels like Jimmy's sort of willingly taking the back seat. He's been he's been a little bit cold after that Brooklyn game. Um, I can't blame him. He's been sensational for the Sixers since they got him. He's been everything that they envisioned that he would be and more. But he's he, he has had a difficult time shooting a little bit. The jumper has not been falling at, at, as much as, as it has in previous games. And so it could be said that he's going through a little bit of a slump. And that, that's fine. Um, we just hope to see him recover as fast as possible and that it doesn't become a... Uh, a trend for him, if you will. But I don't think it will because I think he's a four-time All-Star. Why would he start to have a, a, an extended cold slump now? I mean, he understands how to play the You know, he understands how to be an All-Star. He has a high IQ. I, you know, I, I think that this is just shots were falling and shots weren't falling. And then he'll have a hot game at some point in the near future, and, it'll be, and that, that'll be it. Off the bench, without Wilson Chandler tonight, it's certainly... Um, Required the Sixers do more work with their bench. Obviously, they did so with Amir Johnson playing at all. He had been out of the rotation um, in the last few games. He did play some minutes against Washington on Friday, but I think that might have been just a matchup preference um, because they, they were they were pretty healthy. On the last ten minutes, no points, one rebound, one assist. He was virtually than just sort of existent, not not producing, but existent. He's been what he's been all season. Shaman, I think it. I think it's. Uh, it can be said that he's hit a bit of a rookie wall. One of four tonight for four points, three turnovers, one foul. Did nothing else in his 18 minutes. My boss touched on this a little bit for PFO, and it sort of uh, it sort of dawned on me a little bit that yeah, he has been going through a slump. He had, he had been shooting the ball really really well for a while. Looked like he would become the 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 second uh, coming of DJ Redick, and he still might be. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying that he's hit a little bit of a rookie wall, um, where shots aren't falling for him, and you don't want to lose that confidence to rookie because rookies can be fragile in their confidence. Obviously, TJ McConnell, 31 minutes, six points, three rebounds, three assists, one turnover, two fouls. Uh, TJ was was great tonight as he usually is. He was a plus 16 on the night. And it really felt like the Sixers relied on this effort to stay ener- relied on his personality and his effort to stay energized tonight. There was a play early in the game where he picked up full court, was able to poke the ball away from Mike Conley and, and, and hit it off his foot. They, they, they turned it over in the backcourt. Sixers got it into their own basket. And I don't remember if they scored or not, but it just sort of energized the team. It got them going, and that's what TJ does. He gets his, he gets his teammates going. He um, he he. he Makes these hustle plays that, that ignites a fire, and 
a lot of times it sparks them to, to, to victory in a game that looks like it's going to be, you know, a loss or they look dead in, in terms of their, in terms of their willingness to be there, as some young teams do. For Con Korkmaz was was great. 16, uh, 15 minutes, six points on on two made threes, one rebound, two assists, two steals for him on the night. Uh, they're they I think they're they're selecting their matchups with him. I'm, I'm not sure that 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 that, that there's that they have they've found a niche a niche for him in every game. I think it's more along the lines of we see him fitting better in this spot and it just happened that there's only ten minutes of this spot tonight. And so, he, he. I think he played limited minutes against the Wizards. Of course, there was. Of course, there was blowout time late in the game, but he didn't play uh, much in in, this, in when the game was in question still. Um. And he he. I think he. I think that they found that they felt that it was a better spot for him, like given whatever matchups or whatever, given whatever situation it was. Um. I, I don't know what the conclusion with him is yet. I, I think that they would get rid of him for the right price, but I do think that he also brings something to the table for this team in terms of shooting, in terms of offensive versatility and creation. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a very gifted passer. He's a very good shooter, and I think that they're still sort of waiting to make a decision on whether they want to keep him around for the long haul or they want to move on from him and, and go acquire a, a player from a team that's not a non-contender that they can use more significantly and rely on for heavier minutes. So as I said, for me, Ben Simmons is the player of the game tonight with his 19 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. It does feel like Ben Simmons has not been the triple-double machine that he was last year, and that's okay. I'll take wins or triple-doubles uh, any day of the week, and I think I would hope he would too. I think he would as well. Um, but... This Grizzlies team is is vastly improved over last year. They're very tough, as always. They sort of body that. Uh, they sort of embody that that junkyard dog grinder mentality, and this team does that all the same as any other Grizzlies team has. Um, Jaron Jackson was great tonight. Seventeen points in twenty three minutes, three rebounds, three blocks. Um, but outside of him, really. No one really, really stood out. Mike Conley had, had, had a pretty good game. 21 points on, in 33 minutes on 17 shots, 5 assists, 1 turnover, 1 foul. And that, that, that's, just, that's just what a, that's just what a good veteran does. I mean, he's, he's not a superstar, but he's a, he's a very good veteran. And he plays like such. So, But I, I thought the key to this game for the Sixers was that it, it never really – Got it into blowout territory. I think they led by as many as 12 in this game. Uh, first of all, the Grizzlies are just a much improved team over last year's team. Second of all, it's the fact that the Sixers actually played tremendous defense tonight. Mike Conley was the highest scorer for the, for, for the Grizzlies, and usually you figure Sixers notoriously this season have been getting blown up by other point guards. Kemba Walker's 60 points. Kemba Walker's 44 points. D'Angelo Russell's 38 points amongst other performances that have been sensational against the Sixers. Blake Griffin had 44 and 50 against the Sixers, and had 38 and 50 against the Sixers. Uh, and it just felt like tonight they focused well on a specific player, and they really made life difficult for Mike Conley. He missed 11 shots, 
Um, he only got 21 points, which I know is that's kind of a lot, but compared to what they've been doing, that's a major improvement. It's a good achievement for the Sixers. He is their leader. He is he does give them most of their offense. And I thought that this game was going to be closer because I thought that he would get his 30 or, 30 or 35, whatever. But I think the Sixers have worked on how they defend point guards. John Wall the other night was kept fairly at bay. Um, Bradley Beal was kept at bay tonight. Mike Conley was kept at bay. And outside of Conley, Marcus Soule was pedestrian. 12 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Jaron Jackson was, 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 was pretty good. Garrett Temple was, was pretty good with 12 points and on, on three threes. Jamichael Green was pretty good, 14 points, 20, 25 minutes. And so was Marshawn Brooks. He had 12 points, 21 minutes. But ultimately, the, uh, the production outside of those guys, Jackson, Gasol, Conley, Temple, Jamichael Green, and Marshawn Brooks, those are the only guys who scored in double figures. And everyone else... The rest, of the, the rest of the team contribute a total of seven points. So that's how the Grizzlies lost this game tonight. So what, what, what did the Sixers do tonight to win this game? What was the difference? So the, Grizzly, so the Sixers committed four less fouls, which helps. And they made five more free throws, which obviously helps a lot. They actually took – the Sixers actually made as many as the Grizzlies took. So I think not getting to the line helped, hurt the Grizzlies a lot. But that's not that's no fault of anybody's. That's just the fact that Sixers got more fouls. That's it. The turnover battle, the Sixers committed 16 right on their season average, which needs to come down a little bit. Grizzlies had 14, so that wasn't the difference. Blocks was 2 to 7 in favor of the Grizzlies, so that wasn't it. Steals was 5 to 7 in favor of the Grizzlies, so that wasn't it. The assists, Sixers out out, out of dueled them in that category by three, so that wasn't gonna be the difference. Although you could argue that that makes up for six to uh, six to nine points, so in theory that could have been the difference, but I, I think it's too close for that to be what it was. The rebounds, Sixers out rebounded them by nine, and they got nine more defensive rebounds and the same number of offensive rebounds. So by keeping the Grizzlies off of the offensive re- off off the offensive glass. And by holding them to one shot only on nine possessions out of out of um, out of the game, the Sixers were able to to execute on those possessions where the Grizzlies were not able to get any any second chance points, any uh, baskets, and they were able to build that lead, and then their leadership took over. And they were able to win the game, and ultimately, a lot of those offensive rebounds probably resulted in, in in free throws on those same possessions, and that makes up a that makes up a pretty big difference. I mean, this game was only decided by eight points, so there's not going to be a glaring difference in terms of in terms of stats. But I think the rebounding battle, especially against a bigger, stronger team like the Grizzlies, I think that helped the Sixers a lot tonight in winning this game by eight points. The Sixers shot. 8 of 22 from 3, Grizzlies 11 of 28. So the three-pointers didn't help the Sixers tonight. They made less than 10 threes, but they did make 76.7% of their free throws. And I think even though the Grizzlies made three more threes, that's plus 9 in three-point shooting, 
the Sixers made overall three more shots, which equates to um, minus three in terms of the field goal differential in points. But the free throw differential, the Sixers win that one by five, and so that puts them in the plus. And then whatever else is whatever else. But nonetheless, the Sixers close out a close win against the Grizzlies tonight. A much improved Grizzlies team. Got to give them credit where it's due. Um, the Sixers moved to 17-8 and eight on the season, 13-1 and one at home. They do have two much-needed days off before they head to Toronto to play the Eastern Conference leading Wizards. Uh, not the Wizards, God. Uh, the, the, the Raptors. Raptors are 20-4 and four on the season and 10-2 and two at home. Sixers are 4-7 and seven away, 17-8 and eight overall. I don't know what the line is yet, but as of now, um, there's no information on ter- in terms of betting, which would make sense because it's too far in advance. So for now, we're going to have to settle for simply the Sixers win, the, win it tonight, 103-95 to improve to 17-8 on the season. They climb into sole possession of second place in the Eastern Conference, moving the moving the Bucks into third place, and we just love to see them continue this stride. They probably they are more than likely uh, going to be the underdogs in, in the Wednesday game, but if they can pull off a win in Toronto, which who knows? They, I mean, they played Toronto fairly uh, fairly closely um, for most of the game on most of the game the first time they played them. But ultimately, the Toronto was just a more talented team on all fronts. And so, even though they got six, Toronto t- took the game back over and, and blew them out. But it was a little closer late in the game than the scoreboard indicated. So, now with Jimmy Butler, with a little bit more de- defensive cohesion and better chemistry, I would think it'll be a different result. I'm not saying it's going to be a victory, per se. Who knows? I think if we're being honest, they probably won't win. But... This is a game that they should be very energized for because winning this game would alert people that the Sixers are, by all accounts, real. Anyway, the Sixers win it tonight, 103-95, to improve 17-8, and 13-1 overall away from, or sorry, at, at in Philadelphia. This presentation and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution of the presentation without written permission of the sponsor is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we will see you after hopefully a victory in Toronto on Wednesday night.